Teresa, you're listening to You Can Tell Me Anything. Um, I'm really excited for my guest today. Uh, she just was nominated for an Emmy Award. That's so exciting. And she also hosts a show called Funnelingus in LA. You should go check that out. It's Ellery Smith. Hi, thank you for having me. <laughs> What's up? Nothing. <laughs> you made a face when I said confidants. And I, it was so fun. I love that. <laughs> I love that. It's like how Pete Holmes calls his fans weirdos. Weirdos, yeah. yeah. Except I don't for know. less pretentious. It's, uh, <laughs> yeah, I started doing that. I do it sometimes and then I forget to do it. I was doing a Patreon, which is why I did that. Oh. But then I liked it because I like to think that I'm just talking to my listeners. To your confidants. I like it a lot. And it's nice. Yeah. And yeah. Um, well, I like to start by asking my guests for a good confession because not all confessions are bad. Do you have anything good you'd like to confess? Oh, I didn't realize you meant like a good thing. I thought you meant just, okay, well, oh, oh, I think um, it just meant funny, but well, it could it's be, okay. No, it could be funny or it can be um, a humble brag, kind of just like a chance to say something that you're proud of or excited about. Well, I didn't have anything in that vein, but like four years ago, I swallowed a bobby pin. <laughs> and that's like okay. and it hasn't come out yet it's still like wow. living in my stomach so I your think. stomach is um, just a single bobby pin in there yes yeah. which is like you're way too old to do that did <laughs> they, why, okay why did you I, do it? when I put my hair up I put like bobby pins in my mouth so I can have like both of my hands up and then yeah no I get that pull. but how does it and then go I got, from that I got really your... I got like somebody scared me I got like surprised <gasps> and I I like oh my and God. I swallowed it yeah whoa and it didn't hurt it hurt a little bit it hurt a little Jeez, bit. That sounds painful. It was a really tiny one. It was like a little baby, baby one. Okay, we get it. Your hair is small. Um, <laughs> um, okay, well, I don't know if that's good, but that is it's interesting. Interesting <laughs> for sure. Yeah. Well, I hope that it maybe it's just part of your body now. It's I think clearly so. it's fine. Like yeah, it, it hasn't yeah. affected you. Like maybe your stomach is like very neatly put together. I'm like pro life for bobby pins. I'm gonna leave it in there. <laughs> so that means you would have to give birth to it eventually at some point. Yeah. It'll come out the wrong hole, but that's fine. Um, well, we also talk, we talk a lot about like therapy on this podcast and I know you go to therapy and you talk cause you talk about I do. it. Um, it's sort of my brand almost. It's your brand. Okay. So tell for the people who don't know you, um, what's your experience with going to therapy? Oh, well, I've been in and out of therapy since I was maybe 15. I didn't start like going regularly. Where did you grow up? I grew up in Albany, New York. So like oh, upstate okay. and it wasn't like, it's still a pretty conservative space. Mm-hmm. Um, like I come from a very conservative family, but luckily like they weren't conservative about mental health stuff um and I've been was like it your parents that wanted you to go yeah or, my okay. mom specifically uh-huh. because she has depression so I think she was like oh I know what's happening <laughs> she's like let's get ahead of this yeah exactly exactly and then so I took a few years off and then in college I had like a major depressive episode and I went back for a year and then I moved to LA uh and mm-hmm. I spent two years out and I have been with my therapist now for like maybe another two years or like a year and a half it's always hard, I feel like, finding a new therapist. Um, yes. It's, you yeah. have to, it's almost, and I talk about this with a lot of people, but it's almost like re-traumatizing. Because yeah, you, have you have to, to start, start over. at the beginning. Oh, yeah, you have to, and you have to explain everything and like the context of everything. Yeah, and then they have their own take. Or sometimes you'll, I'll try to skip ahead or be like, okay, I'm going to tell you this thing and you're going to want to know more, but don't worry, I've already dealt with it. And then yeah, they're like, hold yeah, on, yeah, slow yeah, down. Yeah. I'm like, no, 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 no. like, no, I need to get ahead? to this other, yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, I agree completely. And it's also, there's something, um uncomfortable about like having to like repeat the story of your trauma like over and yeah. over again yeah that's a big reason I've been trying to I, I keep wanting to do EMDR like I did a lot of the setup for it I have done EMDR oh yes lightly because it's v- extremely expensive um yeah and it's also it's like really painful I was that's, actually talking to another comedian about this because she's in it too emotionally it's, like, painful right? it's emotionally not, not okay. it's not physically painful but it was like the hardest it was one of the hardest things I've ever done. And it doesn't yeah. really make sense. You know what tapping is? Yeah, I've done a little bit of tapping. And we kind of started doing like the figures in my there with my therapist. Like, like, no, no, just like in EMDR, you have your like nurturing figure and they you have oh, to set your up. Oh, your figures. Yeah, I you said your like, fingers. Oh, no, no. <laughs> but you have to set up like these um, for, if, I mean, I think most people know what it is now, but it's uh, like a method of sort of like going through your traumatic memories and kind of reprogramming it a little bit. Um, but part of, doing it you have to like set up these like nurturing figures and so I started doing that with my therapist but I kind of like bailed because I was in a very shaky time of my life and 
I just didn't have the time to be like in that state of mind. If that makes sense. Cause yes. you're like, it you takes are a like lot of up old commitment. memories. Well, not commitment, I guess. I guess maybe like emotional wherewithal because it's like yeah. your brain is so tired afterwards. Yes. And it's, so I, again, I was talking with another person about this and she's in trauma therapy and she brought up a good point. She was in it for a month. Uh-huh. And then it was like too much, like you can't, you can't function outside of it almost. Like it's, yes. it's like all consuming. Yeah. And it's like one of those things where it'll, it's amazing when you're done with it, but like going through it is like almost insurmountable. Yeah. It's like, you know, when actors prepare for a role and they're just yes. that, they can't get out of the character because <laughs> yeah. you're just like reliving your trauma in a way that's supposed to help you get over it, but it's hard to just turn it off. Uh, yeah. So that's one of my hangups with, and I eventually do have to figure it all out, but like, I feel like I've been like, um, kind of surfacing a lot of trauma stuff. Like there's definitely stuff I'm yeah. dancing around where I'm like, I'm like teasing it. I'm like, okay, well, one day we'll go on the way. Yeah, my therapist will like bring me up to the line and then I'll yeah. be like, I don't want to talk about that actually. Yet. Yeah. I'm like, not no, now. I can't open that can of worms yet. It's I also too much. have this fear that like, um, I'm going to bring it all out and then my therapist is not going to be good at handling. Like you don't, you know what I mean? It is kind of like, well, not to keep going off the sex analogy, but now that I brought it up now, I can't stop thinking about it. But this idea that you're like, you build it up. You don't know if you want to do it, but then when you do it, it could also be disappointing. Yeah, of course. So I'm like, yeah. she could also not be able to hold good, it. Yeah. Or do yeah. a very good job of like, you know, helping me. And then I'll just be like, why did I give you all that? And now I have to go to someone else and like give someone else all that again and hope yeah. that they're satisfied. That's this. true. Although I'll say that like, if you never do it, like you're sort of <laughs> wasting your money with therapy. Cause like you're supposed to be as sort of like yeah. as open and as vulnerable as you can be. And if you're like withholding something, it's not like you're, you're wasting time. That's true. I had a crazy breakthrough. I started going to group therapy just for... Me too. Oh, really? Yeah. I love it. Do you like it? I have only been to one. Okay. I'm trying to go back. It's Are you a- going for a specific thing? I <laughs> you don't have to say what it is. It's but- okay. I go to a body image group therapy okay. and it's fine. It's really odd. It's extremely Los Angeles. Uh-huh. Uh, and like I said, I've only been to one and I would like to go to more yeah well I didn't mean to put you on the spot I'm asking about the thing more I didn't need to know what it was but more because I saw I was going to one-on-one and I sought out group because I had a specific thing I had to deal with and so I thought I I do think group therapy can be really useful if there's like specific things that you're dealing with because I agree that's where you're looking for a community and I think more than just a therapist you kind of want to hear other people's stories yeah experiences although I feel like there's an inverse to that where it sort of like becomes competitive <laughs> about other people. <laughs> no. yeah yeah and it's like wow oh, that's that, funny that girl's way sicker than me I'm fine I don't have a problem I'm not doing but what in she's a way doing. that's kind of does that make you feel better yeah but in like a sick way where I'm like I don't have to stop any of my oh I see yeah well we go for different things but I do think what yeah within my group therapy I, I do enjoy talking a lot and I enjoy when people listen and I'm like I have good points but then it does start to feel like class where someone who isn't as um aware of what they're going through they still need to get it out but they start rambling and then I'm just like well come on get to the point <laughs> and then I do feel bad because I'm like no this is important listen, Teresa, not everybody's a writer okay <laughs> I'm like do you not have this written now I'm like let's let's do a summation come yeah, on quick come on <laughs> use better vocab I'm bored <laughs> word economy um why did I bring up oh I brought up group therapy because so I uh, in my last session um, they did the empty chair exercise, which you I talked never to done. a version of yourself. Yes. Yeah, so yeah, you, people have done it with other stuff as well. You can talk to like your addiction or yeah, your yeah. whatever, like, yeah, you know, absent parents or whatever. But, um, yeah, in our version, um, she had us talk to our childhood self, but she had one person do it who was like on her last day. Um, and I, we, a bunch of us just watched and in, even in watching it, I like started crying cause you just like, you it's feel so their intense. feelings. It's very yeah. intense. I got to a point, I haven't had breakthroughs in therapy for a while. Um, like I felt, I feel good going, but it's more like check-ins. Yeah. And this was, I think the first breakthrough I've had for a while where I like had a flashback to a feeling and I was like, Oh my God, like this is something I haven't dealt with. So there, Oh, there's cool. There's like, there's more yeah, you're to like mind uncovering. Here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's true. I think for so. me, I also haven't had a breakthrough in a while, but I think a lot of it for me is I can dissociate pretty quickly. Yeah. And this is like the first year that I'm realizing that I'm, I have been like dissociating and like checking out of like very painful conversations. Mm. Uh, so it's like interesting for my therapist to like point out when that happens in our uh-huh. session and to me being like, oh, you're right. Like I did like close off something did shift. Do you use like comedy to dissociate or? Um, no, it's mostly like, I mean, I, I use comedy to 
sort of fill up my time in a way where I don't have to pay attention to the things that are going wrong in my life. Like I, I work a lot, which is good. It's great, but it's it's like at the expense of a lot of my yeah. relationships. Um, but no, it's like dissociating with like, like I was seeing this guy for a while and he was like incredibly emotionally intellectual or like aware I guess okay so we would be like talking and he would say something that like mildly annoyed me and he would like feel my energy shift <laughs> or like we would be talking about something that I've I didn't want to talk about that was like uncomfortable for me and he yeah. would he would like feel like okay like he would just be like oh, all right what happened here like huh. the energy has like shifted like your whole vibe has like changed like immediately and my therapist points out that, like when we were doing tapping I was like sobbing so hard it was so painful and then suddenly like I just like shut off. You just shut it off. Yeah. Do you notice when you're doing it in conversations? I don't. I don't. I'm starting to now that like I've had people uh-huh. in my life point it out like my therapist and that, yeah. that old boyfriend but um no it, it's been this is the first year where I'm like oh okay. <laughs> Like, I'm just, like, mentally removing myself from, like, the painful Yeah, thing. I mean, I feel like that's pretty normal. Well, the comedy thing is interesting, too, because I feel like, especially if you're funny, which you are, um, it's also, like... Thank you so much. You make a lot of <laughs> jokes, you know what I mean? So it's, like, something bad can happen, and then you make a joke, and then it's, like, you're also sort of... Re- in a way, like it's not actually you're being rewarded, but in a way you're being. You like, are sort of. You've been rewarded for yeah. the mechanism in which you're coping. Like it's not like you truly want to go through yes. something traumatic for the sake of making a joke, but you do start to feel like, okay, well, this coping mechanism is getting it is me absolutely this attention a, a and coping it's mechanism. Good. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's been it's again it's sort of like a double-edged sword in that like specifically like with my dad's death I talk about that mm-hmm. a lot on stage and it was like amazing as far as uh yeah I've heard you talk about it like I mean connective. you have great material about Thank it but you. it is also very it's, real and raw and, yeah. yeah and it's interesting because like when people have dead parents they really really like it and when they have not experienced it they find it like like a bummer like depressing so I can't really Wait, when people haven't experienced oh, like, oh when they hear your oh yeah, I yeah, see yeah. when they don't have like I thought you were just of... like in life they find it a bummer to no, not have and no, I was I like, mean, like really okay I mean audiences <laughs> when I'm on see, stage yes yeah <laughs> but it, so it's been like really connective but it's also been a way where I can sort of like skate around dealing with it where mm-hmm. I'm like oh look I'm working through it like look how much fun I'm having like talking about <laughs> it but it's that's not true <laughs> well it's hard yes yeah, it's, it's definitely like a hard thing to be like you because you have to know yourself the best because I, I do that too and, and the truth is it's like well it's funny don't tell me to stop you know yes. what I mean because I'm like yeah, I'm yeah, doing yeah. jokes but then I'm like all right I gotta go I have to deal with handle this. my shit <laughs> <laughs> yeah absolutely um well I, it seems like you're very self-aware based on just like how you can talk about all this like and how, you know how you are and how you handle things yeah I think so but it's taken me a long time to be that way and also, mm-hmm. I'm not so I have like some pretty big blind blind spots about my own behavior, definitely. Uh, but I think like I mean, just being in therapy so long, you it gives you like the vocabulary and the language, and yeah. like you know how to talk about. And I also think it's like pretty easy to feign self awareness if you have that vocabulary. <laughs> <laughs> That's interesting. Um, yeah. Wait. What do you mean by that? Well, like I sometimes will talk like big shit about like emotional intelligence or like whatever, mm-hmm. and not actually be that way. Or, like, I'll, I'll talk about therapy in a way that seems, like, very informed. Meanwhile, I'm not actually doing the work inside therapy that I should be. Gotcha. Like, so I'm, like, talking a big game and then not actually showing up to the table, like, when it's time mm-hmm. to do the work. It is, like, yeah, I'm constantly, like, boundaries, but then I'm, like... Yeah, I'm, like, oh, I'm I have no boundaries. Not setting boundaries. Absolutely, 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 <laughs> I'm absolutely. I'm always, like, this person has no boundaries, and blah, 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 and this is why it's bad. And then, meanwhile, yeah. I'm, like, yeah, no, I, I also... Can't set my boundaries for shit. It's and hard. I know, Yeah. And it's always, like, people will ask me to do something. I'll say yes, and I will resent them for it. Yeah. Even though, that is I mean, that's just, like, thing. a perfect example of, like... I started doing... <laughs> I was home this weekend, and I started talking to my dad about this, and he doesn't do... Like, he doesn't really go to therapy much or anything, and... But I was trying to explain to him why uh like I think my mom is an undiagnosed narcissist and I love her and for many reasons she's great in other ways but over the years I've been like okay so I was trying to tell my dad but I feel like are I was they like, still together yeah but I was like throwing a lot at him and then yeah, I was like oh yeah this is really hard so then he kept changing the subject and I was like you know what Teresa maybe someone who doesn't go to therapy regularly is going to be really thrown off by you telling him his that wife, his wife is, is a narcissist. narcissist yeah absolutely also I think people uh who are not in like the therapy world take those diagnoses as really like that they're grander than they are. Yeah. Like outside of LA, like when you talk about having depression, people are like, <gasps> yeah. Cause they're like, what are we going to do? And yeah. It's yeah like, like, well, she's going to kill herself. And it's like, no, <laughs> I mean, maybe, but no. <laughs> yeah. But that's not the, yeah. That's the, not the thing. And yeah. if you do freak out, you actually kind of push someone towards action more. Cause then it's almost like yes. making someone it was alienating. It's alienating. But also I feel like if someone gets really freaked out, which 
again, you should check on your friends. Sometimes it is worth checking in on. But sometimes when I'm like, I just want to tell someone how I'm truly feeling, which is I want to kill myself. And you, but you don't want to scare them, and that's don't like so. Yeah. And then and then if they pull out all the stops and they like leave work and do this, and then you're like, oh, now I feel guilty. Now I gotta kill myself. <laughs> or I got or I've something. trapped myself. <laughs> no! ah, I can't win. Yeah. yeah. It's like oh. I feel that way a lot. Well, especially because like I'm, I am a little bit more vulnerable on Twitter than like the average person maybe uh-huh. uh I think a lot of people will extrapolate that into that like bigger issue and I'm like no this is just how I'm feeling today like this yeah. is like a singular feeling that I'm like trying to speak to and it doesn't speak to like a larger issue yeah. do you know what I mean where it's like I'm aware of like the suicidal ideation I have and I'm like con- mm-hmm. continuously dealing with it which I feel like is better than uh not not noticing it or not talking about it and just like having that be like a private quiet part of your life it's really the worst when you don't want to share it. That's when I like in my moments when I'm like truly like actually scared something's going to happen or I'm going to do something. That's when I'm afraid to tell anyone because that's when I'm like, I don't want to put this on anyone. Yes. Like, the closer I do Absolutely. feel, the less likely I am going to share. To reach out to somebody. Yeah, yes. same. And same, same, same. When I, sh- when I reach out, it's usually because I feel like I'm on a path, but I'm like, this is a buffer. If I tweet it, I'm going to, it's going to like satisfy the part of me that needs a little help without, uh, w- and I think it'll distract me long enough to get back to where I need to be. Yeah, that's true. I think that's like why therapy is so helpful because it's like, even if, and there's plenty of things that I don't tell my therapist because I don't want to scare her. Do you know what I mean? (laughs) But like, I think it's a great place. Well, because they're legally required. Like if I show up and I was like, yeah, I um, stood on the edge of a building today. Like, like, oh my God, call the cops. And I'm like, well, I'm here now. So everything is fine. Yeah. Yeah. I got over it. (laughs) (laughs) I get over it. You should too. Um, well, Ellery, this is a good segue into, um, is there anything you would like to tell me? Yes. For like a year and a half, I drove my car without car insurance. Whoa. Yeah. Um, this is a sister confession to one that we've had about licenses. I actually know somebody else who did that too. Really? Yeah. For, but this is like a whole year. That is like. He did the same, this guy and I did the same thing. Was the guy that. No, it was Jamie Loftus. It's a great episode of you guys want to listen to it. Of course it's Jamie Loftus. Um, (laughs) Um, yeah, she did it for a whole year and she it's bought the car too, which is crazy. She bought the car? She bought the car, drove it. Without having a license? No license. She bought it from a friend. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah. It's such an exercise in privilege, <laughs> and, which is like what I think all the time when I tell people, like I had just moved to LA or maybe I hadn't moved. I just, yeah, I had just like moved permanently to LA. So I drove my car across and I hadn't gotten like California car insurance and it was like, and I couldn't afford it. And mm-hmm. it was so overwhelming to like try to go through the like low cost California auto insurance program, which uh-huh. is great. And I recommend everybody do it, but it's like sort of a process. So I just, but you like, owned your car already. So then it yes. wasn't like, cause usually they check that one. Yes. I owned my car already. I had bought it in New York. I gotcha. Where I was insured. And then when I came out, it was just like, and I was also dealing with like some really severe depression. So it was, it was just like too much. So you I don't just, like doing paperwork when you're depressed? Exactly. Um. Can you imagine? <laughs> uh, yeah. But like I said, it's such an exercise in privilege that I was able to do that. It's like almost embarrassing. Like it's really... Like I, I, I were you, was that your plan? Like, I'm just not going to have insurance until I get caught. Or were you like, no, I was putting it off. Every day it off. I was like living in fear and I was like, <sighs> but I wouldn't deal with the problem. Uh-huh. And so I would just, you know, I just spent a year like hoping for the best. <laughs> And did anything happen? No, nothing happened. It's which is why it's like wow. so embarrassing that that's true. It's like I was able to do something extremely dangerous and illegal for a year and a half, and like nobody questioned me about it at all. So you're also bragging that you're a good driver. Um, just, I mean, just <laughs> under that pressure. Also, yeah, I will say in Los Angeles, you can get away with some terrible driving without being caught. Like this is really true. bad. Yes, people suck at driving here, and also people. I didn't know this, but when. In LA, like if you ever get, if you're new to LA or you live in LA, whatever, and you get in an accident, hopefully you don't. All, but if you do, always go, like always rack up the medical bills if you can, because insurance basically is expensive here for that reason. I feel like attorneys constantly max out how much like okay, medical is, attention you need. I my somebody totaled my car <gasps> like maybe two months ago now, and he oh, man. took off the front end. He t-boned me, and at the scene. 
I, he was like so nice. And I was like, oh my God, like, I'm so sorry. Like, I'm so sorry. And now he was being so nice to me. And so, and I was like really stiff, like my body really, really hurt. And then yeah. when I talked to my adjuster, he was like, well, are like, is anything medically wrong? And I was like, no, I don't want to do that oh, to no. that guy. Like, he seems like really nice. Like, let's just like keep this, like, I don't want to take him for a ride. Like, you know, yeah. take money from him. And then the guy fucking gave me fake insurance information. Oh no! And so I couldn't track him down. Oh, I, I could, that. but it took me a long time. Uh, and I was like, I should have taken you for all you were worth. <laughs> Do you believe in karma? No, I'm just kidding. Because um, uh, so, I mean, you didn't have insurance. Have to, no. Yeah, I just have to. Yeah, I guess so. Uh, yeah, that's true. That's um, true. Honestly. No, but good thing I had for insurance that guy then. as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. I just have to hope that like his insurance dropped him at some point yeah, or something. That fucking sucks. But I was, um, the medical thing is like, I used to feel the same way. If people are always nice at the scene and they're like, I don't want to go, whatever. But um always do it because a it's not them paying it's the insurance and your insurance can go up no matter what if you're in an accident whether it's your fault or not yeah um so this is a thing i just didn't know but here people like make a living off of just like suing insurance companies for like back pain and shit like that and you can get a good check i mean hopefully you uh, you should do it anyways because usually there is some like whiplash or something i will say my back has not been the same (laughs) yeah no i i got my car got totaled and i didn't really know that and I had only just I just went to like urgent care and the the guy like was like take some Advil but my back was like in pain for yeah. like months yeah but I'm glad you had insurance when that happened. I'm sorry that yes. your car got totaled. It's okay. It was actually really painful because it was a car my dad and I had bought together and the car oh, I drove across the country and it was totaled and it was sitting in my garage and I hadn't cleaned it out yet and somebody broke into it and <gasps> stole everything inside of it. Every piece of paper, including like oh. my insurance, my registration what? and letters from my dad. Oh no. And like letters from like coworkers I had when I moved out. Here just really like stuff they couldn't use but I could not replace. Jeez. And it was like it was like Los Angeles wanted me to kill myself. They were oh, like, no. this will definitely make her do Your it. Your dad was like, move on. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> it was so, it was like so painful. It was ridiculous. Man, yeah. They broke into, so, cause you drove it home and you're just like, I'm going to keep it. Well, I drove it home because I had to wait for the other insurance company to come look at it to Got evaluate it. like how much it was worth. Do you think it was an in- insurance inside job? That- no, I think it was like some like drug addict on my Ugh. street that just like got inside the garage Damn. and yeah. I was like, that sucks. So, I'm so sorry. It's okay. Well, it's just, I mean, it's okay because it has to be, but you know. Right. Well, that's the thing. It's like, sometimes we're just like, yeah, I hate when people are like, everything will be okay. Cause I'm like, no, I stopped saying that now. And I'm sure no you, proof you can relate true. to that too. I think the world is like yeah. entropy. I think it's like mean spirited chaos. And like <laughs> our job is to find the things that make it better and like easier yeah. to deal with. Well, we can, everything will be is usually what I say. Cause it's, or it won't, and then you're gone, and that's fine. But um, I, I just think, like, when people are like, everything's going to be okay when I'm having an episode, I'm like, you know what? I've been in a position where I thought that, and then it wasn't okay. No, everything but will be okay, am, but it will keep yeah. continuing. But I'm alive, and yeah, so it what, won't for stop. Whatever, whatever yeah. happens, we're still here. Time marches on, no matter what you think about it, so. Yeah, but it's kind of freeing. I, I think that it's like you were saying about your jokes, like, for people who haven't um, lost parents, they get uncomfortable. But I think people who uh, have relate to that and think it's funny – I feel like this, I feel like it seems really nihilistic to say this, but I actually find it gives me a lot of comfort. Um, but it might be because I've been through that. No, like, I, I, I feel it, like it might be very scary to hear that if you don't. comforting, yeah. especially like, well, it's like something like bigger outside of yourself. And also there's something like nice about admitting that you don't have control about what is going mm-hmm. to happen. And so you can like release expectations, right? Yeah. But you can still, um, you can still have control on a micro level. Yeah, on a micro you level, can absolutely. Choose how you react to things. Yeah, I feel like that's important because sometimes I'll like be like, "Oh no, this is really bad," and then I'll start like jumping ahead, like, um, to when I'm okay. You know what I mean? And then <laughs> yeah. I'll just try that on. But I'm like, no, that's you have to still do the in between steps. Yeah, you have to you have to feel your feelings, but you shouldn't like wallow in them. Yeah, yeah, which is like um, something I'm trying to work on. <laughs> <laughs> um, wait, I want to go back to the car. okay the car insurance. Because it was a whole year that you were doing this. When did you move to LA? I moved to LA in 2016. I went to, I finished, I tried to finish school at Emerson. Uh-huh. They have a satellite campus here. And then I. Oh, so this is pretty recently. Yeah, I guess so. Like in the last three. Yeah, it's definitely because I was at Robot Chicken and I remember my boss being like, please, you need to get insurance. <laughs> I was like, I will. And he was like, but no, seriously, You're you just have to do it. You're at work like, I don't have insurance. <laughs> well, I like mentioned it to him and we're really close. And he was like, I, I implore you to do it because you will go to jail. <laughs> could you actually get arrested for that? No, but your license could get suspended and your car gotcha. could be impounded. That like a big sense. thing. Like they, not just like a point on your license, like they would take it away. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. 
okay, so what he uh, clearly you don't respect your boss enough to listen to him. But, so what eventually no. got you to get uh, the insurance? Well, it was a combination of like my boss and my mom just like continuously being on me about it. And then also I, you know, I had a, I finally got to a place where I could like sit down and like try to do, try to like apply for that insurance program. Uh-huh. And I was also like applying to Medi-Cal at the same time. So I was able to just like power through and get it done. Gotcha. Yeah. Sometimes it's when it builds up, you're like, all right, I'm going to spend a day and do all of yes, this. Yes, exactly. It got to like a crisis point where it was like, <laughs> if you don't do this now, you will be uninsured for health, for car, for home. You need to do it. So you probably saved a lot of money though. No, you can't bundle it in the year. No, I mean, for, of not having insurance. Oh, well, <laughs> sort of. I mean, I guess if you, cause you didn't have to back pay. No, you don't have to back pay. And also, like, I got, like, a California auto low-cost program, so I was paying, like, $60 a month for my oh, nice. insurance. It was pretty cheap, which is really nice. And if you make under, like, 32000 or 24000 I think, you qualify for it, which I did, and <laughs> I still do. <laughs> uh, so it's nice, but I, I guess I did save money, but the emotional toil does not make it feel that way. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I feel like that's a thing I, I mean, I wouldn't do necessarily, but I think about sometimes, I'm like, this is all a scam because... Like you pay and you pay and you hope that you don't get in an accident. So then if you don't, then you just end up spending all this money that could have gone towards something else, an accident or no, but you know what I mean? Like, yeah, some, I mean, so I have, I have uh, state sponsored healthcare and for the most part it's great, but like I went to the dentist Mm. and I needed a root canal and I had a bunch of cavities because I haven't had dental insurance in like Uh eight years. Uh, So I went and it cost me like (gasps) $1,200 And then, and then they, they like filed it with my insurance. So then they filed it with my insurance and my insurance covered $8 of it. What? Which is like insulting, basically. That's, I think dental is notoriously really bad. Though. Notoriously they, really bad. I was just like, why the much. fuck do I even have it? Like, just give yeah. the coverage to somebody else if you're not going to use it on me. That's they, wild. It was, it was like <laughs> insulting. I was like, this is the rudest thing that's ever happened to me. And the thing is, is I need the $8. So I had sure, to yeah. accept it. I was like, I was like, well, thank uh-huh. you for like this stupid gift. Like, well, it's also the other thing is they negotiate rates. So like, yeah, yeah they're not paying a lot for you, but then they make it so that your dentist can't like charge like three grand, which they oh, sometimes do. Interesting. They're still charging you a lot, but it is, they have these like fixed rates. I mean, it fucking sucks. I mean, yeah. I also, I went to jury duty this year and I was supposed to get like, like $9 or something and I never got it. Really? It's annoying. Interesting. That is Cause annoying. I think you're supposed to get paid per day. You are it's very low. It's like nine or 15 or something. But don't they also buy lunch? Yeah. They said save your receipt, but I couldn't figure out how to submit my receipt. So <gasps> oh, then I would, no. I still have it. It was like, like your insurance thing was just sitting there for a long time in my to-do list, pal. But now it's been almost a year now. I'm like, well, like it's well, fine. Here's I've another lost, confession. I've I have it. never responded to a jury duty summons. You just never showed up? I have never responded <gasps> to any of them. But you've been summoned? Just once or twice. Oh, and they didn't come after you? No. Well, maybe delete this so they don't no, know. Okay. But yeah, no, nothing has <laughs> ever happened. Wow. Yeah. Although to be fair, I moved and then switched my voter registration. So maybe I'm due for another one and I'll respond to that one. If you keep running, if I keep running, it'll definitely, but this one I'll call. I mean, it's, it's more likely that they didn't take it to court and that's why nobody ever followed up. It also is like, you can just, um, tell them that you drove without insurance for a year and they'll be like, (laughs) she doesn't have good judgment. So exactly. We don't want her on the jury. Also, I dated a state trooper (laughs) for like four years. Mm -hmm. Uh, so I have a lot of mixed feelings. Yeah. Sleep your way out of jury (laughs) duty. Um, oh no. I thought state trooper jury. I was thinking he was working for no the judge. But I don't that's know not what, he what does they now. do. State trooper. That sounds like a fake job. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, it's sort of a fake job. <laughs> no, they do a lot of them. It's not a work. cop, but a trooper. They just walk it's around like, patrolling. Uh, so it's like closer to the federal government. Like mm. it's cops are locals, like towns. Like they belong to different jurisdictions state trooper have like a statewide jurisdiction okay so they do a lot of like highway stuff interstate stuff do you remember like so did you watch escape from danamora no do you know what it's about no okay so it's about escaping from a prison it's about like two (laughs) prisoners who escaped from uh, a jail in upstate new york Ah. and so my boyfriend and his sister who was also a state trooper was were like on that case oh wow to like find those people oh wow crazy yeah, it was really crazy. Or maybe, no, he wasn't, maybe he was in the academy at the time. But his sister and his, her sister's uh, husband were there. Interesting. Very interesting. I don't know much about this world at all. Um, <laughs> but I do know that one time I was with, eating lunch with my friend and her car got broken into. And we... Um, like in front of you? No, but it was a while you were for like an hour during the day in like Los Feliz. And we went 
to look like we were like we should call the cops and as we go to call the cops a cop car drove by so we're like oh great and we stopped her and she was like this isn't this isn't my jurisdiction and then just kept driving <laughs> yeah i'm not like, surprised at all i was like oh another thing about los angeles <laughs> that they don't tell you is that if you get into a car accident and no state property is damaged or city property is damaged and nobody is hurt the cops do not come <laughs> and they won't come they yeah, just because they, they have, have other real things to do things yeah ha- yeah they have to that's, go be racist at, at people <laughs> and no. they will be promise uh but i think that's why like i was able to get away with the insurance thing for so long because like in los angeles unless you do something really big and bad the cops yeah. have other things to deal with yeah like it, you would just maybe uh worse like ruin someone's day but you'll yes. just be like sorry i don't have insurance and then be like <laughs> i'll take you to court and you're like no you won't that's expensive and then yeah maybe it. well i mean like unless there's like an accident but nobody's gonna pull you over for like speeding or whatever but, i mean it happens yeah. but like not at the rate that i feel like it does they like check your insurance for speeding yeah when they pull you over they say license, license and registration, registration. And then they run your car, your plates to make sure you're insured. Oh, because in I California, see. you have to have at least liability insurance. I had no idea that's what they were doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't get... Yeah. I guess I also have privilege. I don't get pulled over a lot. I got pulled over one time because my lights were off. I had not... I was not drunk, but I did have, <laughs> I did have one drink. Um, I passed the breathalyzer test, but it was enough for me to be like, that's why they pulled me over. I'm always going to check my lights. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, definitely. I always feel that way. Like, driving after a glass of wine or whatever yeah I mean it doesn't make me drunk but I am like a lightweight so I'm like teetering on the line yeah it's like I'm definitely functional but I might sing louder in my car yeah I've had a glass yeah Yeah. I talk to myself I'm also realizing that as I get older like my ability to see at night is really like leaving me (laughs) the worst is when the light goes down and you're in the car that's when I can see if like it's already dark, but if it's light to dark, uh, I take so long to adjust. Oh, interesting. I will say the sunsets here are blinding. Like if you're yeah. driving in the direction of the sun, it's it's yes. like the most dangerous thing <laughs> in the world. And sneezing too. If you sneezing sneeze too. I've once read that you every time you sneeze, you drive the length of a football field like in oh that time. God. So like no. when it's one of the most dangerous things because people crazy. close their eyes, but they go like yards and yards and yards. <gasps> That's wild. So if three people are coming at each other on an intersection and they, and they all, all sneeze. sneeze yeah <laughs> I mean what are the chances of that happening but still I mean like weirder things have <laughs> weirder happened things have happened that's true um okay I'm glad you made it out of your year of no insurance me um, too and my mom is too I'm curious about okay like this I'm curious about like sort of like how because I've heard a lot of things in what you said like sort of the way you push things off and get overwhelmed by this so I'm kind of curious of how this like bleeds into other aspects of your life like you are you <laughs> Are you like, I mean, we kind of hinted at it that you sort of like let things build up and push it away. Yeah. But is that how you are with like other things in life as well? That's that's how I am with like pilot writing. Okay. Like, uh, like work for freelance clients. Like I will wait Uh and wait and wait until, I mean, sometimes I've, as I've gotten older, I've been better about, um, like managing my work and my time and like making sure that like I break it up into little pieces. But for the most part, I still have that problem where like if it's something I really do not want to do I will wait I'm this way with boyfriends well I, I will wait like two years to break up with somebody oh wow yeah like I will just put it off and put it off and put it off why is that like do you know or I don't know if you thought about it but why is that is it like is, is it not the thing itself because you know you're going to do it at some point or are you thinking that maybe you'll change your mind about wanting to do it maybe I have sort of a problem making decisions but I think what oh, it's I think like what's in this family thank you uh I think what it is more is uh a, I don't trust myself, and also like I, I don't. I'm the, th- I'm just so wholly not interested in the things I don't want to do, and that like, you don't even want to think about. I know I will it ignore all. it completely. I'll just like push it out of my mind. And I'm also really good at compartmentalization. But you'd rather be in a relationship with someone because you don't want to do the breaking up, but you also don't want to be in the relationship. Yeah, and then I'll like resent them for that. It's really healthy. <laughs> it's a good system, uh, and also like. I have such a hard time disappointing people. Are you like afraid that once you do a thing, it'll be like your responsibility if it doesn't work out? Like doing nothing doesn't feel like a choice, even though it is. Absolutely. Yeah. Interesting. Doing nothing doesn't feel like a choice. And it's also, uh, I just, uh, I don't know. Having those (laughs) conversations is like not my forte. Oh, okay. That's okay. Yeah. No, I was just trying to get. No, 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 I meant like with a guy I'm trying to break up with. Oh, with other people. No, you're like, God, Teresa, I'm shutting down right now. It's so (laughs) hard. I mean, a little bit. Take a hint. No. (laughs) Well, I think it's like trying to like look at the behavior. This is what I mean when I have like serious blind spots is like, I've not 
not that the way I treat people is bad, but like the inaction around the way I treat people, right, is like sort of unkind, like stringing somebody along, even though I know that like it's not going to work out between us. I don't know if I really believe in the idea of stringing someone along in what what you're describing is just not saying you don't like them. Yeah. But you're, you're not like going out of your way to be like, I love you if you don't love them, are you? No, I don't think so. But I'm just kind of like letting it happen. Yes, I'm letting it happen. But I will say that like I've had boyfriends who like said that they love me and I've said it back for a long time. Even if I stopped meaning it. Uh Uh-huh. Gotcha. Gotcha. Which is not chill. Uh, Yeah, I don't know. I I have had someone said that's nice to hear when I said I love you. And I, you know, honestly prefer the lie. Um, Just say it back. It's fine. Yeah, sort of. And it's also like, (laughs) I think like love is like, I love a lot of people and like all of my ex-boyfriends, even though like we're up, like there's very few ex-boyfriends I have that like we're not on good terms or I don't still have like platonic love for like as people so yeah it's, you know I can't say the same thing but that's okay um <laughs> it, it just means part, I've grown I'm, a lot through every relationship yeah. yeah that's true I also feel like now looking back every person who said I love you in a relationship usually said it when they didn't want to lose me and I feel like that's not a good position no, to hear, that's not to hear I love you yeah. in absolutely I only had one who like said it to me manically like way too early oh, no. and he did not mean it. And I was like, okay, this is fake. Uh, <laughs> but everybody else was like very rational about it. Waited a long time. I'm just like, prove it. <laughs> yeah. Build me a house. I've also tend to like, like my relationships when I choose to, like, I feel like I date around a lot, but like when I am in a relationship with somebody, it's like, like I've never, my shortest relationship was like a year and a half, like mm-hmm. a, like official. Oh really? That's stuff. my longest. Yeah. So well, like yeah. I tend to date people for long. Like I, I dated my first boyfriend for four years. So I got to uh-huh. date people. For and at what point were you like, I'm over this? Like two years <laughs> in. Wow. <laughs> yeah. That's, I mean, in a way, yeah, that's interesting. I feel like you and I have the opposite problems because I will jump into things fast and then I'll want to like skip to a place where I'm not at yet. Um, but it's interesting because I, I feel like, like, I, I don't know, like, do you find stability in that? Like, yeah, knowing- I also love, like, I crave stability in my life it's so. like the devil you know like even if you hate everything yes. around you and you hate this also, person I'm you're from next like a, to like sort of like not an unstable family but sort of an unstable family like a very fractured one yeah and so like I'm constantly craving like family uh-huh. so even if it's not somebody I like I'm like oh well they're around like consistency for me is so big so huge that mm. I will let a lot of other things go but you don't get excited about like the start like being like oh this isn't gonna work I am excited to see the next thing that might work no not at all no not at all I also think I'm like fairly pessimistic about my own future I'm like (laughs) well nothing good can happen so why leave like why do you say that because so much bad stuff has happened yeah me well I don't know I think I'm just like it's like not the right quote-unquote right point of view I just don't know I think like the world is like the world is bad and like bad things are bound to happen and like it's (laughs) it's about like finding joy inside of that like inevitable trauma do you feel like um also it's work to find somebody that you like to be with it is so it's like great now I have to do all this work again also there are so many fucking uh-huh. dummies in Los Angeles there's also LA I feel like that's it's very slim pickings out it's here exactly that's exactly it's such slim pickings out here and it's like you wouldn't think it but like whew. well and the people who um I do feel like the people who are drawn to like people like creative kind of like a little bit chaotic people like us um tend to also not be the ones who are good for us yes if that makes sense like really we probably need I don't want to speak for you but like in general like I feel like when I'm like um it's very chaotic and I'm upset I want a stable person who's just like honestly a little boring I don't really want that but that's really what would be best for me see that was my lot that was like my last boyfriend he was like so perfect and so stable and so rational but like kind of boring and I hate to say boring because he wasn't but (laughs) <laughs> normal not He's so normal yeah. so normal but like I think that lacks a sort of complexity yeah like emotional complexity um which is fine but I also as a rule I don't date people who work in entertainment that's a good rule so it has been like pretty it's hard in LA it is hard so in you're LA only dating dog walkers yes um, pretty much <laughs> I mean sometimes I'll date like let's see like well I guess I'll do people who are not talent like agents Oh, I thought you were going to say not talented. You're like, I only date unsuccessful people. <laughs> no, people who aren't like, you know, the talent. Yes, do you know what I mean? I like, see. They're like, not on camera, not trying to yes. take your shine. Or like not writing and not doing comedy. People who do mm-hmm. like like the business side of entertainment. Yeah, I only date people who are, uh, yeah, not successful. <laughs> and they put it all on me. Um, no, that's not true. <laughs> uh, many, uh, none of them listen to this. You're There's fine. no way. But There's if they no do, they're, they're all doing great. So you know what? <laughs> Um, no, I do sometimes think that I'm like, oh, I, like, I, you know, I just, whatever. Anyways, I don't want to say that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
you know you can edit this you i know i probably will <laughs> you know it's funny because in my early 20s i w- i was so no filter kind of like everything that happened to a point where when i look back i'm like i almost am like oh wow i like crave that boldness now and i don't know what it is that happened i think maybe like things got a little too real maybe or maybe like you're more empathetic to like so with my twitter account right like like two days ago i tweeted something about an ex-boyfriend who like i still like and i'm still close to and it was kind of mean and like i it was getting <sighs> yeah, like, like a lot of funny. favorites yeah. yeah but i was like oh i, ha- I have to take this down because i don't want to make <sighs> him sad if he sees it yeah well i guess that is empathy but also as a comedian they should just be on board also he's an ex i think it's fine if it comes out of truth if you're not making something up about someone yeah that's true that's true i mean it, i wasn't making anything up but it still just like wasn't a nice thing to say like it wasn't reflective yeah. of how i like actually felt about the relationship gotcha it was more like a sound bite of like a certain thing yeah and i was like extrapolating that feeling i um well that's what i'm talking about i used to be like that and i actually look back and i think that i was funnier when oh, i was doing that cuz i remember and also these relationships were worse, so they gave me more material. And I think as I've gotten better about dealing with stuff in relationships, I, it comes out in real conversations with my partner as opposed yeah. to online me making a joke. But yeah, I remember I, uh, when Reductress first came out, I was writing a lot for them. And a lot of the articles would just straight up be me like working out my shit. Yeah. And they would do well and they were funny. Um, but it was nothing I would talk about with my boyfriend. Like one of them was... I look back and I'm like, that was a great article, but also like, I can't believe I published that and didn't tell him and I'm sure he saw it. It was like, uh, one of them was like, um, like X ways to tell him I love you without saying I love you. And all of them were stuff that was just like how I just needed him (laughs) to tell, but they were like, kind of made him maybe not look like a nice guy for sure but it's satire it's totally satire but it was also very real that's that's why it was funny you can always like (laughs) pull it off and be like it's satire I didn't mean it like yeah so there's a lot of that stuff where I'm like oh I I think I used to be like no I just didn't think very much about and then I think the comedy was better and now I do take a moment like you hear me pause and I'm like oh if this person hears it is it gonna are they gonna think this but I don't think so because I think it's truthful and I think yeah whatever that's fair have you ever had someone confront you about something? Oh, all the time. Really? People are constantly mad about my tweets. Like, and they'll actually be like, what the fuck? Like, my ex-boyfriend, this is, like, part of the reason we broke up. He, like, would constantly bring up my own tweets to me. And I'm like, I know what it says. <laughs> uh, but it's, like, and it would be about stuff that, like, wasn't even about him. Just, like, the language. Like, I had this one tweet about how I dated a model and he was like you fucking bragging about like dating a model like that's like such an asshole thing to do like telling everybody that like you date models and is he like, the model or is he insecure that you bragged about he's insecure that I dated a model <laughs> that sounds like he's insecure yeah I mean absolutely absolutely uh yeah absolutely but it'd be a different thing if you were like I can't believe my boyfriend did this yeah and then well you, like, I didn't. also that we're like or like I once tweeted like I wanted to uh, rail a hot dad at hibachi grill and he was like really not, he was like that's like so disrespectful to our relationship <laughs> so i know i was like but it's funny uh, and i'm not going to rail him i just wanted to yeah it's like yeah well maybe you should date comedians so they'll understand but actually don't because dating worse. comedians is awful and it's also yeah. like it's for me it's intensely work i consider it like a workplace sure and so i do not I think it's like smart to sleep with somebody you work with because you're gonna have to see them all the time it means that yeah. i would probably censor a lot of my material like either during or after it just seems yeah. too messy it seems I way used too to messy and people at work when I wasn't a comedian um no oh, I did <laughs> <laughs> no don't do it it was uh you know I I've changed so much to the point where I do feel more stable and healthy but also much more boring someone told me that they thought I was a square the other day in a Are nice way they said it in a nice way like they're like but you're a square and I was like oh that means all the work I've done has paid off, but also like, fuck. Yeah. I okay. was wild. Although I will say, I, something comedians do that I do not admire is like people who refuse to get better because it keeps them funny mm. and like who refuse to like work on their trauma because they're constantly pulling from it. Yeah. No, I, it wasn't worth it for me in, in that regards. But also I just think like now I'm about to be 30 and uh, I think my audience is probably changing too. Yeah, probably. Probably. I have a hard time. Uh, being 24 I, oh I my god dislike. okay and the podcast is over I'm deleting this um, um no. I, I dislike it a lot it's like very uncomfortable like I sort of am constantly wishing I was 32 like I really? feel like it's just your early 20s are so it's just like life lesson after life lesson after life lesson yes. and you're it's like it's gonna get worse buckle up because your return of Saturn is like when you're 27 to 30 oh interesting that's when it well, it's just like you're fan. too stupid like you're old enough <laughs> that like you have responsibilities but you're too stupid to know how to deal with those responsibilities 
and that's I'll and just also say like, this when I was like in my early 20s I think I felt like I wanted to be older but there was a day not a day there was a moment when I looked back and I was like I uh I don't remember the last time I put on heels I don't remember the last time I went to a club I don't want to do those things right now but it just stopped and yes. I feel like I used to walk into bars and clubs and just like had a different energy right people look at you and this is making me sound like a really sad um like who's that mom from glass menagerie my goodness but that's truly She's like learned. I one day look back and I was like Oh yeah, like we used to be the thing people wanted to walk in the door. Like when you walked into a bar, yeah, but club, you're still so like you're you're so hot. But I'm like, not I'm sure like, that's very nice of you. Way. But like twenty two year old girls walking in a bar is very different from me walking. That, in a bar. That's like it's lambs to the slaughter. Totally Do you know what I mean? Thing. It's like it's like baby deer just going in front of hunters like it's oh, yeah, not no. safe it it's wasn't not a good fun. attention at all and but. also like I have never been somebody like I didn't party in college I didn't really party in high school mm -hmm. uh, like a lot of the problems I have in relationships are like guys who want to go out and I like don't like to like I don't really like to drink I will drink but uh -huh. like do you know what I mean? I'm just like not so, like I've never been to a club in Los Angeles except for like Davy Wayne's <laughs> but like I'm just I, and sometimes I feel like I'm missing out on like the best years of my life, but every time I'm there, no, I loathe not. being there. Yeah, yeah, I'm not. It's just like, it's something that's, it's an idea that's like sold to you. Yes. And like, so you feeling, you're feeling FOMO, but it's like an industrial party complex that like just wants to uh -huh. sell you shit. And like, you know, that's a, big words. Okay. Um, <laughs> no, that's a good way of putting it. The you're buying into what's being sold because I remember when we used to go in the height of my clubbing days, Part of what was so fun was like feeling like I was like the picture of what I wanted to be. Like we're dancing on tables, putting our hands up and you're screaming and you're taking pictures of each other and your mind, you're like, we are so fun. But like it, it was fun, but it wasn't more fun than just like sitting at home See, that's, with your I friends. I can never you know? like get into the mode where I feel like that's fun. And then I always feel like <laughs> a bummer. Like I feel like I'm like such a party pooper, but like anytime I'm out there, I'm just like the screaming is too much. Yeah. Uh, like, I don't know. I don't know how I feel. About I don't it. know what it was we wanted because I'm like, what? I think it was just not knowing how a night would end. And now I'm like, I've seen every iteration yes. of how a night it's, will it's end. It's like the secret potential. It's like yes. New Year's, right? We're like, New Year's, you're like, oh my God, anything can happen. It's supposed to be so special. And then you go out and you have a few drinks and you go home. It's like, there's nothing. There's only, there's three things that could happen. Yes. You could fuck someone. But you the thing could, is, is, I don't really have one night yeah, stands. You could get too drunk, go home. You could go home by yourself. I guess you could also meet a celebrity. I don't know what are the other <laughs> cool things that could happen. Uh, yeah, I That's guess pretty so. much it. You maybe but you could it's win also money. like I think like for me like when I did do it, I was like, oh, what if I meet the love of my life at a bar? Mm. And it's like you're not you probably won't hear anything he says, so you won't know. <laughs> <laughs> it's weird to imagine like I've already met enough people in my life that the love of my life is just one type of a person I've already met. Like I don't yes, think there's more you know types what they're of people like. to meet yeah. anymore. I feel like the same way. I think, and this is odd because I'm so young, but I do think like I have sort of a I've been able to hone the idea of like what I want in a partner. Yeah. Like the more people I date, even casually, the more I like learn what I do or don't want. You're training the algorithm of the world. Yes. Like, like the, to manifest the person that. Sure. Is for you. I don't really believe in manifesting. I think I more okay. believe in like I am like starting to be able to curate. Like I'm mm. developing an eye for stuff like that where I'm like, okay, this is a quality I want. This is a quality I don't want. That's an important skill to have. Yeah. I mean, it's not perfect yet, but it's been nice to like finally be able to be like, okay, like you don't text me back for like three days. I'm not interested in that behavior. Do you, um, have you gotten to the point where you actually are just like, if someone does that, we are like, I I'm actually not into you or you do, do you just say, okay, I'm supposed to not be into you. So therefore I will just like do the actions until I'm over it. Yeah. For the most part. I mean, there have been like, <sighs> I've started to get to that first point, which is exciting, but also again, makes me a square. Cause I used to be like, don't text back. Don't do that. Play the game. Do the thing you're supposed to do. But meanwhile, I would still not believe it. Yeah. But that's, now, I'm still in that. I'm still in that. Definitely. Where I'll meet a guy who like, honestly, is not that good to me, but I'm like so obsessed you're with still personality. Into it. Yeah. It's hard to that, get like, over. It's hard to get over. And also it's so hard. There are a lot of like kind, dumb people and there are a lot of mean, <laughs> smart people. And I feel yeah. like it's so hard to find like a, a, somebody who is funny, smart, and like wholly empathetic mm -hmm. and like, is a good and like knows what it means to be like part of a collective team like that yeah. is like growing upwards like I feel like a lot and maybe it's because like I feel like they have to be a little dumb to want to date me because uh, oh, no stop just it. <laughs> I'm just like thinking like smart hot funny hmm, what, what that's but something the, needs the to be wrong thing there. Is, is no. like we're cat like we're a catch like both of us <laughs> like it's not I mean, it's true. Like we're young, we're smart, we have good jobs, we have like, really interesting jobs. I'm like, I'm like a release and catch. I feel like I yeah. No, I'm a, Teresa, I'm a stop it. 
Well, I, so I've given true. a lot of myself to past relationships enough where I, I know how I, I know that I can be good in a relationship, but I also know there's nothing exciting to me about them anymore. I think whoever I meet next probably will be someone who I'm like, this is stable and good, but there's nothing. I don't feel like uh, I'm excited to explore something new anymore where I used to be like, what will this one be like? Oh yeah. And I'm not I that know. way. Yeah. I think anymore either, but I also, for what it's worth, I also think like nobody should get married before 38 and like you should 38. I, wow. Yes. And I also think that you should be together for like five to eight years before you think about marriage. I think five years is good. I think 38 is late if you want to have kids for some people. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's, that's true. I hadn't thought about that because, well, I mean, you can have kids older now, but like, I think because of the way the environment is, I just have ruled out, out kids. Not like it's just kids, not yeah. a moral thing to do. Hmm. I think I still want to have a kid, but maybe I will, uh, change you your know. mind. Maybe. I mean, it's just one more mouth well, to feed really the apocalypse. Smart kid. No, that's not true. Um, <laughs> I don't believe like parents are just doing their best and nobody's at fault, but also at the same time you if in order to deal with your issues, you have to like, it's like a dichotomy. I have to be like, this was their fault in order for me to deal with it. Cause so I can accept it. And also it wasn't their fault yes. because they are also the protagonist of their story. It's true. So. <laughs> but also I have like a really hard time. Like I have a really hard time talking about like my mom, like my parental stuff yeah. with my therapist. So I'm still trying to get to that. Okay. You know what I mean? Cause like she had like things like they did things wrong. Absolutely. Sure. Yeah. But they're also but like, I have, like such a hard time, like talking about that because I mm -hmm. love them so much. Yeah, it's hard. Sometimes you're afraid to break the illusion because yes. you get to a certain point. And then therapists love to use big words that label situations. And you're like, well, I don't want to, I don't know, want to use these words. You know what I mean? And then yeah. you're like, oh. I think mostly for me, like my therapist is like interested in like the wounds of my inner child. Like she's like, she's like, <laughs> yeah, what, what is up with therapists and the inner child? They well, it's like, they she, love it's, it. like no. the, it's like the, like the, she's always talking about like, like little Ellery, like the, the mm -hmm. child that like never got like what she needed. That's the empty like chair exercise. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I think like something about that is like, I'm dissociated from that experience firstly. And then secondly, something about that like makes me profoundly sad because it's like, Oh, I never yeah. got something that like other people get to have. So like acknowledging yes. that all of that is true is like incredibly painful. Talking about inner child always makes me sad. And me too. Um, yeah. It's all, it's also like, it's like a, I mean, you couldn't because you were a kid, but it's like a part of yourself you didn't protect. Yeah, well, unquote. you can't. But you protect can't. It, yeah, exactly. So it's like sort of a you like feel almost like retroactively guilty. Yeah, get a dog. Um, that's what I did, and <laughs> I, got a I cat project and I hate him. so much. <laughs> project on him all the time. Uh, I'm just literally like, you can have it, whatever you want. I'll love you forever. I'll never that's let cute. you go. And he's just like, what the fuck? Get away from me. Um, well, thank you for sharing all that. I feel like we covered a lot thank of ground. Thank you for having me. Yeah. So um, exciting. I, I have a quick game that sure, yeah. you want to play. We'll it. end on it. This is a fun one. Um, I didn't know what your confession was, so I kind of, this is a general one. A new game that I want to play. Um, it's, uh, okay, so basically, well, here's my loose intro that's loosely related to you. I, <laughs> I very, very loosely tied it because you spend a lot of time on Twitter and we've already talked about your tweets are very hilarious. Oh, can, thank you so you much. You guys can follow her at Ellery Smith. Um, so you're also a very good writer. And when I was growing up, we didn't have Twitter because I know I'm uh, much older than you. Um, so to this be is fair, hard we didn't have Twitter until I was in high <laughs> I know, school. I'm just <laughs> making fun of you. Very hard for you to believe, but we used to use AIM uh, buddy profiles. Oh, so, I remember. Yeah, it was kind of like an electronic locker room. Locker door? Locker door? You know how you decorate your lockers? Whatever. You guys oh, get it. Oh, yes. Well, you, you'd yeah. put like quotes up yeah, and then quotes, like your friends. Jokes, uh, quiz results, song lyrics. Initials, you know what I mean? Yes. Well, yeah, if you were cool, you would have that. Or you could just have <laughs> sad song lyrics like I did. Basically, um, here's where the tie-in is. This is so loosely tied in that you can totally make fun of me for doing it. Sometimes <laughs> I like to make these intros insane. Shoehorning. I yeah, love it. so basically musicians love to confess their love through their lyrics. Um, some, their guilt, which I'm not going to say their names, but you, you guys know who I'm talking about. Anyways, so this game is all about lyrics. Um, basically, I'm going to read a famous song lyric that I've changed every word by using a thesaurus. So I've looked up the words. This is going to be so difficult, <laughs> Teresa. change the stars. Is it? We'll I mean, see. unless they're really popular. I guess let's see. I'll give you an example so you know what I'm d talking about. So, for example, I hunger it. That procedure would be I want it that way. So some of the Jesus words don't Christ have. Jesus Christ almighty. <laughs> some of the words don't have um, synonyms like eyes or whatever. So you don't have to think too much. Yeah. So let's see if you could do it. Um, the tentative name for this game is called the Thesaurus Lyrics until I think of <laughs> a better one. Very on the uh, nose. And I think you'll know all these songs, even though I am a decade older than you. Um, no, I'm not a decade. But, no, but you know, um, so these songs are mostly from 
These are very popular songs. Okay. A lot of them are from the 90s. They're not all from the 90s. Okay. Here's the first one. Ahem. I accomplish a lyre anew. A lyra? A lyre. A lure? A lure. What did I say? English is not my first language. Ahem. I accomplish a lure anew. I have no idea. <laughs> um, okay. Would it help if I said ahem? I feel pretty? No. Ahem is another word for oops. I did it again. Oops. I okay, did it. it again. Oops, yeah, I did it again. There you got go. It. I have is not another word for oops. This was according to thesaurus.com. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, Whoop. I'm not Emmy nominated and neither were the people writing for thesaurus.com. You don't know that. They so. might have been. <laughs> Whoops is another word for Whoops. oops. This is true, but that would have been too obvious. Okay. Here's the next one. Um, I'll give you a hint. This is um, a punk rock song. Okay. My companion claims I shall behave my generation. What's my generation once more? Can you say it rock again? Songs. So. My companion claims I shall behave my generation. What's my generation? What's more? Uh, something about act my age. What's mm-hmm. my age again? Yes. You got it. Yes. Do you not know that song? No, I don't. What's my age again by Blink-182. Oh, it goes, I my knew, friends I kn- say I should act my age. I knew the lyric. Like, I knew, like, the, the <laughs> chorus, I guess. Wow. Okay. Wow. We have different okay. life experiences, Ellery. Um, <laughs> well, listen, I was very into Three Days Grace. I was <laughs> okay. not like, I was like, just... Oh. Just the punk, not the rock. <laughs> Three days, Grace is not on this list. Um, okay, here's the next one. You suggest of an adolescent. Uh, you suggest of an adolescent that I previously fraternized. Detect her frontispiece on any occasion I gaze at you. Okay. Okay. Can you do, can you do that? Again? <laughs> you suggest of an adult adul- adolescent. How do I say that word? You suggest of an adolescent that I previously fraternized. Detect her frontispiece on any occasion I gaze at you. This is about somebody who dated a child, but I don't understand. No. I like what. <laughs> yeah, it's not a child, but what's an, what's a female child? What's the word for a girl? A okay, the word is girl. That that is replacing adolescent. Okay, you you. Su- just about a girl I date. <sighs> um, okay, so let me, should I sing it? I'm worried you don't know this song. What, um, is there a hint that you can give Okay, me? I'm going to give you a hint. I it's feel an really Usher uncultured. Song. Oh, 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 oh. About, not about his, like, side chick, right? Like, <laughs> um, these are my confessions, that song? No, that would have been a good guess. It's actually You Remind Me. Okay, see, I don't she know She goes, one. you remind me of a girl that I once knew. Oh, See yes. your face whenever I, I look at you. Okay, this next one you will know because <laughs> it is from your, uh, it's from your lifetime. Um, wow, I feel so old. <laughs> Sorry. Um, okay. I appear now same a shattering orb. I appear now same a shattering orb. Can you give me a genre? <laughs> it's pop and it is very famous song. So you do know it. And um, the singer is uh, naked in the music video at one point. Swinging on something. Oh, I came in like a racking ball. Yes. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Oh my God. I also, this makes me feel like I don't listen to enough music and truly I don't. I listen to like Paul Simon and podcasts. That's it's true. Really we boring. did talk about that on my other yeah. Ariana podcast. I also thought maybe you'd like the sources cause you write, but, um, I do like, you know, thesauruses. I've made this very difficult <laughs> and I've learned my lesson. I do like the sources, although I'm a big, and I think this is because of like, uh, I am big on political Twitter. I'm not big on them, but I like, mm-hmm. I, you know, follow a lot of political people. And I think like, because of that, I have like sort of turned away from bigger word like I feel like something that like pundits or like people on certain sides of the aisle will do will be like use like very convoluted academic information Uh and it only really serves to alienate people sure so I think like to be accessible it's nicer to use like maybe smaller words or like commonplace words gotcha yeah so I should have done this with political um speeches instead (laughs) of songs you would have nailed it well this is the final one I I'm gonna make this for the win I think you can get this I really do. I really hope you know this song. If you don't, um, I'll I go just, home and listen. Yeah, I'll do know, some homework. These are all, look, trust me. These are songs. Like, these I, are bangers. I make these songs. <laughs> but these, are, these are popular songs. Okay. Mystery conduct you beget. To, wait, <laughs> this is so hard. Okay. I think you can get it. Okay. Um, mystery conduct you beget to cause stuff so problematic. And I'll give you a hint. It's a question. 
Mystery conduct you beget to cause stuff so problematic. And the singer just came out with a new song after a very long time of not having anything out. <laughs> Mystery <laughs> conduct you. The you is not a synonym. So the you's there. Okay. Beget to cause stuff so problematic. I have I'm I have no idea. Okay. The Can you answer, give me an artist? I'll give you an artist. It's Avril Lavigne. Oh, why do you have to go and make things so complicated? Yes, got it. Okay. Got it. It was very hard. It was a little without the artist, it's difficult because yeah. it's like, how do I pull from like all of That's true. I think I do need to make it more specific. I was trying to make them all nineties and then I realized that you were not born yet. So you know Yeah, I was born in nineteen ninety four, but I wasn't uh, like stop bragging. conscious um, until two thousand. <laughs> <laughs> like my first real memory is from maybe when I was eight. So gotcha. um and I'm still not having any real memories. So <laughs> when will they start? Thank in, you so much for coming <laughs> on. Thank the you for podcast. having me. Where can people find you? Uh you can find me at Ellery Smith on Twitter and you can find me at at under Ellery underscore Smith on Instagram but I'm not I'm better at Twitter than Instagram follow her on Twitter she's yes. extremely funny stop it thank um, you yeah and you can follow this podcast at tell me anything pod on Instagram follow me at Larissa T and um, donate to our PayPal to join the confidant newsletter paypal.me slash you can tell me anything <laughs>